No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how the fuck are you? Monday night. Daily Boogie Podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. I certainly did. So much to get through, so little time, yada, yada, you know the fucking thing. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yes, indeed, a lot to get through. A lot to get through. Things are progressing. Things are progressing nicely, ladies and gentlemen. I think you're going to appreciate tonight's program. Just a lot of... Just a lot of feel good, put you in the right mood, you know, because there are people out there who are looking after you. The positive night. So enjoy it. There are people out there who are looking after you. They're looking after me. They're looking after everybody, keeping everybody safe. We've got so much, so much safety to discuss tonight. And you know, here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, we do like safety. Above all things, whatever we can do safely, we're in favour of. Of course, the list of what's safe and unsafe will have to be strictly monitored and regulated, of course, for your own good, for your own protection. Thank you for joining us. Like I said, so much to get through in so little time. How about we start it off with this? Because everybody likes a good family reunion story. Victoria Health denies Sydney woman's compassionate request. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm sure a lot of people are putting in requests right now and it's just not the right time to do this kind of thing because, you know, we've got to be safe. We've got to keep COVID out of hospitals, right? Listen to the experts. Trust the science. So, you know, everybody's just going to... We're all in this together. (laughs) We're all in this together, guys. So everyone's just going to have to chip in, all hands to the pump, and do what we can. A fully vaccinated Sydney woman is pleading for compassion after her exemption request to visit her daughter, who's going through chemotherapy, was denied by Victoria's government, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And that right there, that's a brave decision maker. Because I think you'll find what this is. You know, there's going to be some conspiracy theorists out there who try to tell you that there's some kind of problem with this, but you just have to remember that this is all for your safety. And it is entirely correct to think the people who would make these kinds of decisions are those who are most qualified to control your life and the decisions you make. Right? That would be the correct way of thinking. Katerina Anderson, 62, applied for a compassionate exemption to travel to Melbourne more than three weeks ago. Her daughter, Georgie, 33, has been diagnosed with an advanced form of breast cancer. She began chemotherapy on July 29. Ms. Ms. Anderson is fully vaccinated with uh, AstraZeneca and willing to pay for her own two-week hotel quarantine. So she's going to pay for her own stay in the quarantine hotel. I mean, how rare is that, right? Don't worry, Governor. Don't, Don't worry, taxpayer. I got this. I'll take care of it. No, 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 no. No. You must go to our supplied hotel quarantine venue. We've got some kind of arrangement with the hotel. They know we're coming, right? They've been through this, but you have to go to our one. (laughs) 
Will I be able to pick my own doctor? Don't start that again. Ms. Anderson is fully vaccinated with AstraZeneca, as I said, and willing to pay for her own two-week hotel quarantine. She's tested negative to COVID-19 four times since July 19, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, so she's been fully vaccinated? Check. Tested positive? Check. Tested positive on more than one occasion? Check. Four negative tests and a vaccine. Not good enough. Gypsy of Diamonds with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? 16-month streak, bitches. This bitch is loyal. You certainly are. Oh, shit. 16 months. Thank you, Gypsy. Thank you for joining. Where did you steal the subscription, Gypsy? So how do you like that? Fully vaccinated. Four negative COVID tests. Willing to pay for your own quarantine stay. Your own two-week quarantine. Nope. Sorry. Can't let you in. And what do we do? You know, we, we get news reports and read fucking newspapers of journalists who try to tell us how brave the leaders are for doing this kind of thing to people. What a, what a brave, what a gutsy decision, sir. Brave decision, sir. You know, we've got to do what's right. Afraid we've got to follow the science on this one. Yep. And, you know, the big guy's saying that, uh, sorry, can't let you in. Yep, too bad. So, terrible news that. Anyway, <laughs> I've got to be off now. We're going to go to a random supermarket and see who's wearing a mask in there. Because, you know, got to keep people safe. It is. Jim Edward puts it well. Bold and innovative. <laughs> Bold decision, sir. This kind of innovative thinking is what took you to the top. Quote, I mean, it's fucking horrifying, right? But Mate, maybe finding the sick, tragic humour in all of it is the only, you know, it's the coping mechanism. And like I said, you would be correct in thinking that the people who make these decisions to, uh, you know, stop a, va a fully vaccinated woman who's tested negative for COVID-19 four times, uh, you are... If you're somebody who thinks, you know, whoever's stopping her from seeing her daughter who's undergoing cancer treatment, whoever's stopping her, if they could just take control of my life too and my decisions, because you know they're going to do what's best for me, aren't they? They'll always do what's best for me. I mean, they care. They care about me. They care about us. They care about all of us. They really do. On Friday, Ms. Anderson's request was denied. I was devastated, she told Sky News. It's the most frustrating thing, having your daughter and the kids. So the mum who's got cancer, who's going through chemotherapy now, she has two kids. They're aged four and two. So grandma, so Nana's trying to get in. Nana's trying to get into town so she can help, obviously, you know, look after the kids and stuff, which is pretty, pretty exemplary of her, right? Going interstate at the, you know, interstate at the drop of the hat. Well, just got to fucking chip in. All hands to the pump, you know. That's a good family right there. And some fucking guy or, or some woman from a government department puts a big red stamp on it. No, can't have you here. Sorry. And you're like, well, I'll pay for the, I'll, I'll, I'll do the quarantine. I'm not asking not to do the quarantine. I'll even pay for it for myself. No, sorry. 
Can't help you. Why not? Because it says so here in the rules that I can't do anything, so I'm afraid. You know, there's there's something there's something um, inhuman about bureaucracy at that level. In so much as you know, it becomes about it's about how well you follow the rules. How how well do you follow the protocols? How well do you follow your mission statement? Right? And you know, there's just any deviation from that is just not allowed. It's just no. I'm sorry. Well, it just says here that it's not in the rules. Well, listen, can I talk to your boss? Sure. And, you know, and another guy comes on who has a better parking spot in the employee car park. And he gets on the phone and says, yeah, I, I, you, you were asking about our rules. I'm like, yeah, well, clearly this situation here, this needs to be addressed. We can't have this, right? I mean, obviously, right? This is some kind of fuck up here. She's vaccinated. She's tested negative four times. She's going to pay for her own quarantine visit. She, clearly, this is some kind of mistake. And he's like, well... Actually, according to guidelines, um, we are following protocols adherent to subsections. And it's just like, fuck. Well, who's your boss? Well, I don't make the rules. You know, I'm, I'm just here to uh, steady the ship. <laughs> make sure we're all headed in the right direction. You know, I'm afraid we've got to follow the science on this one, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, I keep hearing that. They keep saying that thing to me about the science. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm afraid we're all invested with the experts on this one. So... I don't know. There's probably a phone number on the back of that card there you could call. They might get you in touch with uh, one of the health departments. I don't know how many. Are. How many are there now, Bob? I don't know, about four or five. So uh, wish you all the best with that. But you're supposed to help me. You're here to protect me and keep me safe and, and help me out. No, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it doesn't really work like that. See, we here at the government, we're just, we're just not going to do it. <laughs> What? Yeah, nah, we're just... All right, so call that number and uh, see how you go. All right, bye-bye. Sir, I'm afraid if you don't leave, uh, we will have you removed from the foyer, please. Georgie's husband, Kale Hudson, 33, says his wife needs her mother at this time. Fucking obviously, man. Jesus. This is brutal what they're doing to them. She had a bit of a breakdown on Friday night when she got the news that her mum couldn't come down. She had been really holding on to that. Having that denied is hard to get your head around. You're not wrong. Her treatment has been grueling so far and Mr. Hudson is struggling with being in lockdown, working full time and trying to explain to their two children, two and four, what is happening. Here's the family. And I mean, you know, like a gorgeous family. It's like a happy mum. I mean, look at this. There you go. Got to keep, got to keep people safe, ladies and gentlemen. So I would like to thank whichever government department is. You know, I, I know it's a big kind of faceless thing, and everybody kind of pushes the buck from one person and one department to the next. But whoever is ultimately decided that this is a good idea this story then uh, I want to give you a nice big round of applause because you're in there I mean you're the brave frontliners you're in there every day keeping people safe protecting us from from this I mean God bless you you're doing God's work out there 
I mean, how brave can you be? Brave decision. A common sense, brave decision to keep the community safe. I mean, nobody likes doing this. So, you know, we're all in this together, etc., 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 etc. So, yeah, that's how they're doing. They're doing well. Um, her hair will start falling out soon. This is the article. With the second treatment, we need to manage that shock factor to the children, but also for her, it's a real sort of loss of identity she needs to go through and not having her mother or see any friends or people outside of our household because of lockdown is really tough. I mean, thank you for keeping us safe out there. Just fucking imagine, just imagine that for a moment. Pause for a moment to imagine that. 33-year-old mother of two. Locked in the house on your own, can't see anybody, and they won't even let your fucking vaccinated four times tested negative mother who will pay for her own quarantine stay in to see you. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for protecting everybody. Isn't it good? So you have it. Uh, I'll put that story in the chat for you. Because... I don't know. I found that one particularly horrific. <laughs> and, you know, and treated with such kind of bland, you know, bland, aloof kind of you know, non-attachment by most people. That's how horrific things are getting. Because now stories like that are becoming ever so more common that you're starting to get the situation where, you know, like if you... If you live in a town and you've never seen a homeless person and then one day there's a homeless person there, I reckon more often than not, you're probably going to flick a couple of bucks in the hat, you know, throw some change in the hat, whatever. If you live in a town where there's homeless people everywhere and you see them every day, you're not, not going to be doing as much for the homeless people. You'll get used to it. It won't shock you anymore to see somebody in a certain situation, right? And when it stops shocking you, that, that's when the kind of, you know, the apathetic disconnect begins. Where we, you know, we say to ourselves, well, you know, that'll happen. <laughs> I mean, it's things are getting pretty crazy out there, and I'm all right. So that's the, um, that's the great tragedy of it all, I think. This is a fun one. Uh, no jab, no job. New South Wales MP speaks out against dictator government, ladies and gentlemen. Now, she's a member of the government that is currently in power in New South Wales. So she's in the same part. This would be like a Republican or the Democrats accusing their own party of being dictators. <laughs> okay. So she went on a, a, a big radio station here in Sydney, a show hosted by a guy named Ben Fordham. Uh, to talk about her opposition to the current policy here in this state, which is uh, if you're a tradesperson who fulfills certain criteria, then you're allowed to go back to work if you can prove that you've been vaccinated. If you can prove. If you can prove it. <laughs> so as long as you're vaccinated, if you live in a particular part of Sydney, right, you can go to work. And what I mean by trade, obviously, you know, sparkies, I guess, bricklayers, carpenters, sheet metal kind of guy, right? Building sites, right? 
So if you're if you work on a job site and you want to go back to work now in this state, if uh, when you're from a particular area in Sydney, not the whole state or anything, just a particular part of Sydney, you can go to work as long as you get vaccinated first. And if you don't, then you can't. You just too bad, too bad, so sad. So um, this is Tanya Davies. She's from a Western Sydney area, which is you know pretty working class, right? Kind of like um, you know working class to lower upper middle class kind of area. And she's obviously got a problem with this because I, I guess a lot of people who work in her uh, area who who do these kinds of jobs are all of a sudden finding themselves not able to go to work. And, you know, this might be very frustrating for people who have to earn a living outside of, you know, writing blogs on the internet, you know, for corporate media outlets. So let's have a look here. See what you think of this. I won't play it all because Ben Fordham can't do it. Now, Gladys Berejiklian is facing a backlash from within her own party over vaccinations. Mm -hmm. The Premier says tradies living in the nine problem LGAs can go back to work. Problem. (laughs) The LGA, by the way, means local government area. So if you're from the problem LGA, then we've got an issue with you. We need to straighten you out. Lickety split. And don't worry, oh boy, if you're if you're from one of the problem areas of Sydney, do we have a plan for you? <laughs> if they're fully vaccinated. Yeah. They can also return if they've had their first shot at yep. least three weeks before attending right. work. Okay. And if you're a tradie in those nine LGAs with no vaccine, yep. you can't work. <laughs> the Western Sydney just, Liberal MP just like that. <laughs> you can't go to you can't go to your own job anymore. Remember what I said the other day about conversational blitzkrieg, right? Here's here's another example. We're back here having the debate as, you know, whether or not it's right to, you know, go to this level of, you know, if you want to call it intrusion or what have you, of, you know, quite requiring this kind of medical discussion to be had. Like, you know, we as a society deserve the right to know what medicine you've taken, you know? So we're still having that debate. They've already moved on. They're already debating a completely different angle, which is way down the road now. Now it's like, well, we've, we've just stopped them from going to work. We let the vaccinated people go to work and we didn't let the, the unvaccinated, we just did it. Oh. I see. I thought we were still talking about whether or not we want to do it. No, 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 no. no. We just decided. <laughs> we just decided, and that's the way it's going to be. I mean, it's it's fucking fantastic, isn't it? And you know, it's a point worth stressing. It's a um, it's a quote unquote conservative government here in New South Wales. So it doesn't really matter if it's Democrat, Republican, Labor, Liberal, Conservative, left wing. It doesn't really matter. They're all kind of doing the same thing. So, you know, the elections are just around the corner. There's an old saying, it doesn't matter who you vote for, the government always wins. <laughs> Tanya Davies is furious. furious. And she joins us on the line, the Liberal MP for Mulgoa. Good morning to you, Tanya. Good morning, Ben. Good morning to all your oh, listeners. Oh, she sounds so furious, you doesn't say she? say <laughs> this is going to discriminate against people living in your neighbourhood? Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. I mean, you've got a situation now where... 
uh, there simply isn't even enough vaccines for people who want to get them. <laughs> and certainly I encourage people, if they want to get the vaccine, to go and get it. But for the government to say, if you don't have a vaccine, you're not entitled to go back to job, to, to go back um, to your workplace, to, to keep your job, to even be able to put food on the table. People are struggling already now. And- yes, but think of all of the safety we're doing here. You know what I mean? I mean, think of all the protection that we're handing out here. Hand over fist. Can't get enough of it. Can't get rid of it enough. We're, drown- we're drowning in community safety. Clearly. And I mean, you know, anybody, any kind of elected official who would think it's fair to talk about their constituents going broke and not being allowed to go to work for X reason. Uh, You know, anyone who thinks that that's decent behaviour for an MP on the radio, well, I think you should have a long, hard look at yourself. I think think you should, you know, maybe stop being so selfish. Stop being so selfish and, you know, start listening to the experts, maybe, perhaps. The kinds of experts who deny a fully vaccinated woman who's tested negative for COVID four times in the last six weeks who would pay for her own quarantine hotel visit, the kind of experts who would deny her entry to see her daughter who's going through a second stage of chemotherapy and basically is cancer alone with the kids and husband with no help network. Those experts. How could you doubt them? I mean, they just, they're just that good. They know everything. And Ben Fordham, you know, kind of shamelessly... Um, licks the boot of the authorities on this one to to a comical level right he st- he asks a question you you'll you'll see what i'm talking about he asks her a question and then he picks out like kind of one tiny little angle of her answer and then makes just rewrites her whole argument for her and it's like what do you think of that and it's just it's so bad but you're going to love it this is another huge hurdle that the government has put in in their way and it's not right and it is targeting a certain demographic a certain area of our community uh-huh. and my community and it's not right it's not fair no. the no jab no job yeah. policy decision it's not is right it's not fair <laughs> and that's why I'm standing up and speaking up and I tell you what I have been flooded with messages from all over this nation yeah. on this I hope you've been flooded with messages from people saying uh, you're putting community safety at risk and whatnot and etc Maybe she was flooded with messages of people saying, um, you know, look, I wanted to like you, but you're not keeping me safe right now. How do I know that you'd be willing to stop a vaccinated grandmother from entering the state should you should the need arise? How can I have confidence in you that you're going to do your job? I mean, you sound like a science denier to me. Sound like some kind of conspiracy theorist, if you ask me. <laughs> one issue. The government has misread this issue and needs to urgently go back to the drawing board and make these changes because it is not on, it is not fair. And this is your government that you're talking about. This is Gladys Berejiklian's government in New South Wales, which you're a member of. And I'm I'm guessing that the Premier would be saying this is our way of motivating people to go and get the jab and also... (laughs) This is... Oh... This is our way of motivating people to get the jab by banning them from going to work. That's motivation, huh? <laughs> wow.
that's good motivation. I guess it, I guess he's right if you would. How about consider this, uh, officer? I didn't I didn't carjack the guy. I didn't stick the gun in the guy's face to steal his car. I was motivating it. I was motivating him to donate his car to me. Do you see how this works? Ah, all right. You know, I didn't rob the bank. I was motivating the cashier to put the money in a bag and hand it to me. <laughs> oh, good. So we're banning people from going to work. Yes, but that's just motivating them to get the vaccine. Ah, oh, I see how this works. It's very good, isn't it? I mean, you can never be the bad guy if you approach it like that. And really, isn't that what it's all about? So to reward those people who have had the jab so they can go back to work. Uh, ben, the role of government is to educate, to encourage. <laughs> I mean, we're rewarding people by giving them their jobs back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he... Is he I think he's serious. <laughs> I don't think he's joking. I don't think there's an ounce of sarcasm in that, believe it or not. I think he thinks that that's, yep, fair enough. No, no, no. We're motivating people to get the vaccine, and the prize is you get to have your old job back. <laughs> you mean the job I had before? Yes, the same. <laughs> <laughs> you mean if I just do what I'm told that I'll I can go back to my same job eventually? Yes. Wow. That sounds like a hell of a deal. Wait, didn't you already have the job though? Yeah. But now I can do it again. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. It's to inform. It is never to force to coerce and to penalise mm -hmm. if people, for whatever reason, medical, ethical, religious reasons, either cannot or choose not to get vaccinated. Now, the government doesn't know individual people's circumstances or situations, but right now they're basically appearing and acting like a dictator, and Ooh. that is not right in Ooh. our democratic Australian country. It oh, no. Oh, uh-oh. That kind of talk can get you into deep doggy doo-doos, ladies and gentlemen. If you start unironically using terms like, you know, Australian democratic nation, uh-oh. Sounds like we got ourselves a hate speecher over here. So she's a science denier and a hate speecher as well. Is it hate speecher? Hate speaker. She's a hate speaker who does the hate speech. By saying things like, you know, proud nation, val national values and stuff. Oh, God, we can't have this. A now, dictator. The government doesn't know individual people's circumstances or situations. But right now, they're basically appearing and acting like a dictator. And that is not right in our democratic Australian country. Okay. It is not right. Yep. We don't have enough vaccines at this moment for uh -huh. everyone to get vaccinated. That's true. So how is it that the government can then say you have to be vaccinated or you cannot go and earn an income for your family. Okay, so it's the timing that you're not... Okay, now, see, she laid out a pretty fair fucking case there, I would have thought. I would have thought that for most reasonable people, that would be enough to go, yep, she's right. <laughs> okay? So right now, people are on, like, people are on waiting lists and shit to get vaccines here. 
It's not like the states where you can just walk in and get it. No, 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 no. There's not that many of them here. And they're kind of snapped up pretty quick. So it's entirely unfair to say to a population who, you know, in most cases haven't had a choice whether or not they take it. They just can't, right? For, you know, for better or worse, rightly or wrongly, people's individual choices must be respected. So people who choose, you know, they want to take it, they've been unable to get it. <laughs> and all the while the government is saying, well, we'll let you go to work as long as you're vaccinated. So you quite literally have, um, you know, the two-tiered economic kind of substructure that we were talking about just last week. Here's, here's this group of people here can earn money and this group of people here cannot. And, you know, through no fault of their own, they find themselves in this group over here who cannot make money. And we tell ourselves that this is somehow virtuous and that we're doing the right thing. And like I said, we allow kind of the media to run point on this and tell us how fucking brave and inspiring the politicians are who are doing this to us. <laughs> I mean, it's bizarre. People being denied access to see their kids who have got fucking cancer and stuff. Right? But banning sections of the population from going to work and they can't even get the thing that you want them to get. I mean, it's horrific. But it's just like, it's like I was talking about before. It's like the walking past the homeless guy. It's, you know, you do it often enough, you stop seeing him there. The first time you see a homeless guy, you're in shock. You're like, what is this? Why, what is, what's, why is this man here? What's wrong? What's happened? You walk past him every day with your coffee and your briefcase. You don't even see him there. You'll step literally right over them. It becomes part of the backdrop. And so too do these stories. Yeah, we're just banning half of the workforce from going to work because they haven't got a vaccine yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're banning people from coming and seeing their cancer patient daughters, even if they've been vaccinated and tested negative four times. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Background noise. Let me show you something here. Well, I'm done with that. I want. I was going to play a little bit more of that, but fuck no. Let me show you something here. This this is the Channel 9 YouTube page, okay? Just to give you a bit, because like I said last week, it's not like I'm trying to do COVID all the time. Let me give you a little taste of what we're doing here. So I think it's fair to say Channel 9 is like the biggest free-to-air news in Sydney. I think that's fair. And I think, you know, Melbourne's Channel 7 or something. Anyway, let's just have a quick peruse. Keep score at home how many um, stories are not COVID-related, okay? Because otherwise we'll be here all fucking day. You tell me which stories have nothing to do with COVID, okay? Uh, close call. I'll tell you what, the first one is, this is a fair one. You get the first one. <laughs> close calls. Queensland Rail releases new safety campaign. Okay, that's not COVID related. Unless they talk about COVID in the safety campaign. Let's have a look here. Remember how I said the other day that um, it doesn't matter what story you look for, all the stories are now about COVID too? Sports stories, uh, you know, even if you try to get brainless celebrity culture in, they're still talking about what they're doing COVID-wise. It's all COVID now. It's, it's every topic. <laughs> so I haven't seen this yet. 
I'm betting that they mentioned co- it's it's the, the the video's called Queensland Rail releases new safety campaign, okay? I'm betting somewhere in this video they mention COVID. Let's have a look. Because then the point goes to me. Well, every year more than a dozen people are killed on Australia's rail lines by accidents. By COVID. <laughs> many of them involving people falling from platforms or trying to beat a train at a level crossing. Okay. Queensland Rail has Good released of like some close calls in a bid to reduce the number of people who put themselves in okay. serious danger. Practical news for a change, Just right? metres from danger, even death. These reckless youths dash reckless in front youths. of a barrelling train at Wynnum Central. Why take a risk? People do dumb shit all the time. Why do that? I mean, that's just plain stupidity. One of them has the common sense to turn back. Another ignores the flashing lights and sirens inching towards the still-moving train on his bike. And really, people are just taking risks and risking their lives. This family makes a last-second dash. Yeah, but, I mean, if they do it and they get hit by the train... All the best, lot of good it did for me. You know, a couple of years ago we did a story where in Hawaii the local authorities were having a hard time keeping selfie takers out of the volcano area, right? So these kids wanted to get into these, like, dangerous places and take selfies next to the volcano. And, and you know, the local constabulary announces that anyone caught trying to get too close to the volcano is going to be arrested and given, like, a month's jail or something. And they, their reasoning behind this, the reasoning behind locking people up for this was, oh, we want to set an example for other people. And I'm like, but do you think somebody who would sit next to an active volcano and take a selfie is going to be, you know, deterred by the threat of one month's jail time? <laughs> think about this, man. Because you sound just as fucking stupid as the selfie taker. The best way to dissuade somebody from taking selfies next to an active volcano, I stress, you know, with all sympathies, is the person who takes a selfie next to an active volcano and doesn't make it. They become a sacrifice for the rest of, you know, the, the would-be selfie takers to go, hmm, maybe not. Maybe I won't do that. You know, the next weekend, one of your friends might be like, hey, do you want to take a, a volcano selfie? And you'll think, hang on, ding, a little light bulb will go off. You'll think, hang on a minute. I read last week about this girl who took a selfie and then she fell into the volcano. All they found left was, you know, her boots with ash in them. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't know you could die at a volcano. Okay. And then off you go. That would be the best deterrent. But no, we have to stop we have to stop people from making stupid decisions in order to tell other people that it's bad to make stupid decisions because something bad might happen to them. So we prevent people from making mistakes in order to show the public how it's not worth it to make the mistake. <laughs> because if you make the mistake, uh, it'll be bad. I don't know. I mean, you, you try to figure that out, that logic out. Anyway, let's see. We've still got, uh, what have we got? 70 seconds left to see if they mention COVID here. For the evening train at Nudgee. Trains can travel up to 140 kilometres an hour. Uh -huh. They can't swerve. They can't stop quickly. Hang on. This guy's name is... Where is he? Clee. Where are you? Nicky. Easy. 
taking it easy. They can't stop quickly. Incredibly, they board the train as if nothing ever happened. <laughs> again and again, cameras catching Queenslanders ignoring the warning signs, pushing through barriers. But I mean, see this guy here, right? See this guy who casually walks across... Is ...catching Queenslanders... Now, I'm not endorsing anybody do this, but this guy is casually walking across the crossing with a fucking newspaper under his arm. My, my, what you know, my genius observational skills are leading me to believe that he's walked across that train crossing probably fucking thousands of times. He knows exactly how long he's got. He's not running across it, right? I don't see a train in the shot. He's not running across it. He's not panicking. He's literally strolling across with a newspaper under his arm. <laughs> My Sherlock Holmes level of deduction and deductive reasoning has led me to believe that this man, this is not this man's first stroll across the fucking railway line. I think he's probably been doing it every day for 20 years and he hates it. <laughs> right? He fucking hates walking there. But he does it anyway because that's what Aussies do when you have to go to work. Ignoring the warning signs, pushing through barriers. Yeah. 81 pedestrians were nearly hit by nearly. a train across yeah. the state last year, eight more than in 2019. Across the country, 12 people accidentally died crossing or falling onto the track. I mean, that's... I was expecting a higher number. I mean, this tells me that there aren't that many silly people out there. That's a, This is a positive story. <laughs> Sorry to sound hard. But I would have thought it'd be way more than 12. No. Queensland Rail hopes this new ad will make everyone pay attention. Okay. Wow, no mention of COVID. Amazing. You've got to stay level-headed. It's not worth putting yourself in harm's way. 65 people were caught breaking the law last year when... Mate, just... <laughs> the, the strange man at the railroad, railroad crossing has some wisdom for you. You should listen to him. We'll make everyone pay attention. I reckon if you just run fast enough, catch that train. Guy, the guy just hanging out at the train station with a tool belt on. <laughs> hey, don't run across there, little fella. Oh, thanks, mister. Thank you for keeping me safe, strange tradie. He must have got the vaccination shot because otherwise he wouldn't be allowed to go to work, you see. <laughs> he already got the vaccine. He's allowed out. He's a good guy. So anyway. So here's a little look. Here's a little peek at what I'm trying to describe to you here. Biggest news station in Sydney, right? So that's the first story. Nothing to do with COVID. Great. Masking up. Southeast Queensland school kids don face masks. Coffee buzz. Online coffee orders skyrocket during lockdown. Rescue mission. Major rescue operation unfolds in Sturt, Georgia. Okay, so there's two. Good. We're going well. We've got two that aren't COVID related. Major changes to COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Staff shortages could hinder future travel plans, which is a coronavirus related story. Cairns enters first day of lockdown. New South Wales to continue being isolated by other states. That sounds promising. The horrendous strain COVID-19 has on our hospitals. Moderna vaccine to arrive in Australia in the next month. Moderna vaccine receives provisional approval. 
HSC students re receive first Pfizer vaccine. New South Wales could be closed off until Christmas. Which ironically would mean that we've spent more time in lockdown in 2021 than we have uh, than we did in 2020. Should that happen? Which is an interesting thought. Wait, I thought it was supposed to going. I thought it was going to get easier. <laughs> no, no, no. We've only just begun. Testing times. New South Wales records 283 new local cases. Victoria records 11 new local cases. New South Wales records 283 cases. Queensland records four new local cases. So now we get every single state. <laughs> we get every state's case number update daily. Do you see what I'm saying here? Every now and then I'm like, you know, throwing spears like King Kong into the fucking dome that sits above us. Just trying to break through to some kind of reality. But, you know, the dome's pretty big and I'm not that strong. Like, I can't... The, the spear doesn't even get, like, you know, 15 feet off the ground most of the time. <laughs> doesn't. I tried throwing a rock up there. <sighs> Didn't even hit the side. I've thought about walking to the edge of where the dome is and instead of throwing spears at the roof, just trying to bash it down with my amazing strength, but, eh, kind of lazy for that. I'd rather just throw these at the ceiling. See if that works. Uh, Moderna vaccine to be approved in Australia. New vaccine hub for Year 12 students. Federal government tries to keep car park scandal documents secret. I say, there you go. There's the third story that's not COVID related out of all of these. We're up to three. Lockdown divide. Moderna vaccine. New restrictions. Drive-through vaccinations. COVID-19 vaccine clinics. Armadale enters seven-day snap lockdown. NASA opens applications for years-long Mars simulation. And I thought, you know what? That'd be a nice fucking way to get out of this. <laughs> I might fucking volunteer. So basically, Boogs, what we're going to do to you is we're going to put you in a controlled environment and it will simulate living on Mars for 12 months. You won't have any contact with the outside world. Yep. Yes, please. Sign me up. You'll, you'll have to say goodbye to everything and everyone you know for 12. Yep. Yep. There's no Twitter on Mars, is there? Good. All right. I'll be there. Imagine if you came out 12 months later and, you know, everybody died from COVID. <laughs> you were protected in there because you took the vaccine, obviously. Uh, Moderna en route. Vaccine psychology, ladies and gentlemen. The psychology behind COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy. Oh, that looks interesting, actually. Should we press one in the chat if we should watch the... Uh, psychology behind vaccine hesitancy clip. Press two in a chat if we shouldn't. And then we'll get the fuck out of here. What do you say? One and done. Hit it and quit it. Love this chat. Oh, that's the shit. And ones. All right. The ones it is. The ones win the day. Let's see this. Let's have a look. Psychology. 
Well, our leaders have made it clear vaccination is the key to getting out of this pandemic. Is but it? despite most of us having multiple vaccinations in our lifetimes, yep. there are still many people hesitant to get the jab. Because yep. so <laughs> it's just like all the other ones. <laughs> It's just like all the other ones, guys. Even though we've all done this a million times, these people are pretending like it's some kind of weird thing. Coming up after the break, why we talk about COVID for 23 and a half hours every day. Because it's just like all of the other jabs. <laughs> I mean, the way we treat it, it's just like the flu. Do you mean it's just like the flu? No, it's not. Ban his fucking Twitter account. Get him off. Get him off YouTube. That would be misinformation, of course. I mean, it is bizarre, isn't it? This morning, we're breaking down the psychology behind it. Oh, good. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Frank Moles is an expert in political... <laughs> Dr. Frank Moles is an expert at telling people what they think, I think is what you meant to say. He's, oh, he's, in, he's into political science. Oh, I always enjoy these. Ecology behind it. Yeah, Dr. Frank Moles is an expert in political science and psychology okay. with the University of Queensland. Oh, it, it'll be a long, cold day in hell before I get political advice from a fucking University of Queensland prick. Fucking Queensland? Hey. When we want your political fucking help, we'll ask for it. Until then, just stay up there. Just do what you fucking do to each other. And he joins us this morning. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. Thank you. It, look, we know there are some conspiracy theories out there. There are people <laughs> who think the science has been rushed and they don't want to be guinea pigs and all that. But it's... <laughs> This guy's a pro, huh? He just hit like three or four of them in one sentence. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there who have have these ideas that this this has been rushed. <laughs> well, don't it seem like a drive? Doesn't it seem like a drive? I mean, that was that was just pure. That was fucking silk from this host. But is there a root cause? behind Australia's COVID vaccine hesitancy. Yes, they're all fucking nuts. <laughs> you may as well. You may as well. Uh, excuse me, Professor. We know that there are conspiracy theorists out there who seem to have some kind of problem with the timeline of events that's taking place right now. Is there anything at all that's particularly wrong with them? Uh, yes, there is. They're out of their fucking minds. Thank you for that. Let's go to a break. That'll do. Coming up, sports. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't call it the root cause, but I okay. think there's def definitely a bigger context here. I think the bigger it? context here is, or the backdrop is, of course, um, anti-elitist sentiment. Uh, you can't trust oh. governments. You can't trust research uh, experts. Oh. So I think that's, if I had to point out one. What did he call it? Is, of course, um, anti-elitist sentiment. Anti-elitist sentiment. Oh. Ooh, it's starting to get very scientific on us now, isn't it? I mean, the real the 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 real reason people out there aren't just rushing to get this fucking vaccine uh, is because they have anti-elitist sentiments, which means they don't trust the government. Oh, so we're we're now admitting that the government are elitist, so that's at least. A, I mean, we're moving in the right fucking direction here, aren't we, folks? Eh? And who would the elitist be, sir? 
Are you saying the government are elitist? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. There are no elitists. That's a con- that's another conspiracy theory. There are no elites. <laughs> uh, we're all in this together. We're all on your side. We're all equals here. You can't trust governments. You can't trust research experts. Yeah. So I think that's, if I had to point out one particular cause, if you want to call it that, it'd uh-huh. be that kind of already exists, pre-existing um, distrust of government officials. Oh, a pre-existing distrust of government officials. This shit is making me hard. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> What's that meme? Your your conditions are acceptable. Your terms are acceptable. <laughs> okay. So the problem is, see the other. This is the offshoot, right? The problem is, um, they they've been fine. They've been perfect, right? It's it's me. I'm the problem here. No, not me, because I'm definitely not an anti-vaxxer. We're very pro-vaccine here on Team YouTube, Suze. I like to call her Suze. Susan. As a proud member of Team YouTube, we promote the vaccine in all of its forms. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, we only promote the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> we got some kind of deal. I don't know. No, we don't. There's no deal. There's no deal. Forget all that. That was all rubbish. That was just for fun. Funsies. Uh, where the fuck were we? Kind of already exists pre-existing that's um, right pre-existing fucking condition so we've been doing a great job here rolling this shit out making people safe protecting them right we we have been fucking flawless on our end the only reason that there's some kind of hesitancy out there would be psychologically you people out there who have a pre you know a pre-existing condition which makes you not trust the government <laughs> Are you having fun yet? This is supposed to be fun. Distrust of government officials, experts, and so forth. Uh-huh. But of course, below that, we see all sorts of other things. Um, for example, information processing. It's yes. hard for people to make sense of all the information. Oh, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is. You're, you're just psycho and stupid. <laughs> Karen sent me plastic with a diamond. I almost nutted. Diamonds are better than pearls. Thank you, sir. All right, so you, you're just stupid and a crazy person. <laughs> oh. Well, this is winning me over. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be labeled as some kind of whack job. I guess I better just go out there and get it. I probably don't know anything. I'm probably just an idiot. <laughs> okay. Certainly when it changes. And then there's, of course, an additional component, which uh-huh. is uh, group processes. People yep. live in different groups. They make sense of the yes, world they together. Do. They might come to different conclusions. And it becomes also a bit of a tribal thing where some groups believe. Which is exactly why we ban them off YouTube. <laughs> I mean, this. Yes, people have their own tribes and their own group, and you know their own groups that they get information from. This is entirely true. I'm not even shitting on the guy. It's very true, and that's why here at Team YouTube, I am a proud member of Team YouTube. Here at Team YouTube, Team Twitter, which I'll eventually get on, I'm sure, one day. Hit me up, Jack. So one day we'll get on Team Twitter with this fucking spiel, with this grift. <laughs> And then it's gold, and then it's apples after that. 
but so here on Team YouTube, you know, obviously we're promoting safety and stuff. I mean, that's the main thing to get out of this. People have their own tribes and their own groups that they get information from, which is exactly why we need to remove those groups from the internet. Because we can't have people getting their own information. This is our circle here. So we, we want only our own information circulating in our circle, which is why we we ban the other circle and the other circles from their conversations. You know why? Because that's all wrong and misinformation. Here is only the only place where you'll find the real truth. Meanwhile, we trust the science and we're not dogmatic at all. You know, they do trust the science. They aren't dogmatic, but they sure are fucking adorable, aren't they? They're fucking adorable because they believe it. And I think that's a treasure, believing this shit. Believe it. Other groups don't believe it, and that perpetuates certain beliefs. Mm, uh-huh. uh, can you break down the difference between vaccine hesitancy yeah. and anti-vaxxers for Please. us? We've got to have a range of bad guys here. Yeah, I think if we talk about anti-vaxxers, we typically think of people who are deeply immersed in... Uh, show some riot footage. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. I gotta give I gotta give props to the video editor. Even I wouldn't have thought to do that. And I can be pretty fucking cunning sometimes if I wanna be. Just So can you tell us the difference between someone who's vaccine hesitant and an anti-vaxxer? Yes I can. Yes I can, Kent. Cut to riot footage. <laughs> Well, obviously, they're dangerous terrorists. You don't even need to say anything. I can see the pictures. I can see the footage. Obviously, they're anarchists of some kind. (laughs) I tell you what they are. They're a biological threat. Can't have them running around out there. Very dangerous stuff. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the show. Thank you to everyone who uh, chipped in. Thank you for sharing the show out. Thank you for your contributions tonight on DLive. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to follow our friends. Rational Times later on tonight. Coffee Talk with Sandra, I think, will be around. Everyone's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, will be doing something, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, Who else you got? Rusty's around. Winning TV tomorrow night at 7pm. Major Tom, Sunday night shit show over the weekend. And uh, anyone else I may have forgotten? Iceman's in there. Give them all a follow. Alright, so I'll probably be back tomorrow, I think. Maybe 6 o'clock, because I've got more stuff I didn't get to. Try and change the topic then. See how we go. (laughs) Alright, till then. Take it easy.